0: Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. This is a very special day because we have what you'll call it a two-hour special. The first hour is with very special guests that we've had on before at this time of the year. And in the second hour, uh, my very special guest who's been with us on Wednesdays, Lumari, is going to talk to us about uh, the stream of consciousness. And interestingly enough, And this is uh, news to my guests here in the first hour. Harmony, the stream of harmony, which fits oh so well into our conversation with uh, Jonathan and Andy Goldman. They are of the Sound Healing and the World Sound Healing Day. Welcome back to the program here on the 14th of February, 2024. Uh, Give me uh, the anniversary. Is this 21, 22? I, I don't know where I heard 25. Maybe that's That's wishful thinking.
1: Well, indeed.
2: Well, Richard, first of all, thank you so much. We are delighted to be here and so happy to be sharing. It is our 22nd World Sound Healing Day.
1: Woohoo!
0: All right. 22 22 of them. And of course, we were here last year with you for the blackjack version, (laughs) the 21st (laughs) anniversary and that was wonderful we really enjoyed that and uh, we love bringing uh this uh, this type of program and and this anniversary and so forth uh to uh, to our listeners let's start from the beginning for those who may be for the first time tuning in and listening to uh, Andy and Jonathan Goldman and World Sound Healing Day 2024 uh obviously 22 years ago it started tell us how what was the catalyst and uh um, and then go into some of the, shall we say, the results or uh, effects that this has had uh, over the past 22 years?
1: Great. Thank you, Richard. Uh, great question. And it's actually, in truth, uh, the concept of World Sound Healing Day basically hit us probably closer to around 2001. We're in deep meditation and this inner guidance basically suggested that for me particularly, I've been working with helping bring awareness of sound for personal healing to the planet for quite a while and said, this is great. Keep doing what you're doing. But now we want you to expand your horizons and bring the realm of sound as a healing modality to the planet. And we thought, wow, what a great idea. (laughs) But after that transmission got cut off and how to do it became our first challenge.
2: And, and it was a challenge indeed, but one that we really embraced wholeheartedly because we really got it, that it was time to really spread the whole uh, sound healing to a planetary level. And we actually call it global harmonization and so we had to really think about now how are we going to do this and we needed to uh somehow bring sound healing to a lot of people Mm. and jonathan
1: well we basically figured richard that uh somehow three things number one we needed to create a day just do it as a day so we figured and well and a title for the day so we called it world sound healing day right uh decided we we're going to do it on february 14th because the concept being that somehow we would want to be projecting the energy of love light and sound onto the planet and this indeed is a day that sort of got a perhaps a bit of a jump start because it's valentine's day to begin with mm-hmm. and uh then how do we do this? And the bottom line was we became aware right at that time that the um, Internet, which was relatively new, relatively new, and that the Internet basically represented the neural net, the global mind of the planet. And the thing is, how do we then activate the global heart of the planet? Mm. And in all these different sacred traditions, you have a commonality in their understanding that the heart and the mind the brain if you like are linked up through the power of sound if you like the heart chakra and the third eye crown is in you know a- activated through the throat chakra and so we said okay let us then have some sort of global tone that goes on at, th- at the time we were yeah. basically working uh, Just, we were very, very New York eccentric, and we thought that we would do an ah sound at 12 o'clock noon.
2: And Jonathan, I want to just back up for just a moment because the whole purpose of wanting to create World Sound Healing Day, and as we're talking about how we actually went about it, but the bottom line was we wanted to bring a vibration of peace and healing and love to our Mother Earth, Mm. to our planet, to heal, to heal the waters, to heal the people, to just bring our sound to heal the Mm -hmm. earth and so it was a uh, it was a rather uh, lofty idea (laughs) (laughs) but we stuck with it Richard and Jonathan was just getting ready to say that initially we thought now how are we going to do this and we thought well let's have everybody make a the ah sound which, which is the
1: hearts, yeah. heart center sound you know the, ah
2: yeah when we're in love and we've something of beauty and and of course we have worked with the ah sound ourselves just you know in so many of our teachings and and so we felt that that was a great sound to actually begin
1: right it's interesting because if you track it the via- uh the ah sound is found in so many of the god and goddess names. Tara, Buddha, Krishna, yeshua the Hebrew name of Jesus, Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And even the words ma and pa, they have that ah, that elongated ah sound there. So that that was, that was a sound that we used the first time. But I have to tell you, Richard, it's really interesting. When you want to be global, it's really hard to pick a specific time. And uh, you know, so we've got very New york centric, but if you're in, in Japan or you know, somewhere even in Europe, uh 12 o'clock uh, noon New York time is not uh, real workable. So ultimately we expanded to it being oftentimes we would suggest around noontime your local time, but any time on the planet, and um, we have a website that we have built and it's been up there for quite a while. And as you know, we have another website, which is healingsounds.com that we invite people to go to. But this one is a website totally focused on World Sound Healing Day, which is worldsoundhealingday.org. And among other things, we have a portal where people can go and post their events. And it's pretty amazing. There are literally hundreds of different events yeah. throughout the planet
2: and uh, yeah and initially what we had thought about doing though we wanted to just encourage people in their community to gather uh and you know do some kind of uh group sounding that would you know hold the intention of healing the planet and of course that brings me back to Jonathan's Formula that he created over 40 years ago frequency plus intent equals healing. So, we wanted people to gather in their communities holding the intention of healing Mother Earth and healing our healing the waters, healing all sentient beings. And so, we were encouraging people on that level and then because we had started out with it being 12 o'clock New York time, we realized that that just was not going to work. And so then it was anytime Anytime. during the day, February 14th, that you want to gather your groups and sound forth the ah sound in whatever ceremony or whatever group felt uh, in alignment with you. And so that was the beginning of it.
1: Right. Well, I mean, you know, On a level, Richard, and certainly I want to give you a little time to, you know, jump in. in. (laughs) Ah, But (laughs) the reality is that ever since the, uh, shall we say, the lockdown, uh, we found that the power of the Internet and of events that go on on Zoom and any of the other platforms that are there are so useful for interconnecting people wherever they are. So it's made the connection uh on a global level much easier and we've also really opened up from just working with the ah sound the tone Mm. to any sound any music it can be a poem it can be uh i mean literally we have everything from uh grammy nominated musicians tibetan monks chamber orchestras sacred kirtans chanting individual performances Lots and lots of crystal bowls stuff going on. So it's an amazing, and it's really been picked up. A number of, uh, if you want, psychics have suggested to me that now in particular, the importance of World Sound Healing Day cannot be underestimated because, or overestimated, whatever the term is. In other words, it's really massively important to shift the vibratory field of the planet And we can do that with intentionalized sound.
0: Mm. I, I, You know, what I find so fascinating, not only about World Sound Healing Day, which is the 14th of February every year, this is, of course, the 22nd uh, anniversary or uh, event, if you will, and, and we encourage people to participate. But there is also more than enough scientific data, and it's being measured by a number of different organizations uh, from the global uh, consciousness project to the global coherence initiative and, yes. uh, and other organizations that are showing that <clears throat> these these shifts uh, that we initiate through the intentions and through the sound are making a difference they are they are changing things and of course one of the one of the uh, elements in our Conversations over the years has been uh, defining terms, but also uh, defining those terms for the purposes of better understanding. Um, let's, you know, I've I've used the term, for example, I use the uh the phrase that, you know, we're looking for those new ways of living because the old ways don't work, just look around. We're wanting to make this a better place for everybody. Well, what's better? What does that mean? Uh, what does it mean to bring healing to the planet? We've talked about that when it comes to individual healing, being a Reiki master myself, I and my wife, we did an absentee healing for my father's brother and he died shortly thereafter, but he was able to accomplish certain things. So then the question is, what is the definition of healing?
2: Excellent question, Beautiful. Richard.
1: Uh, and I was, you know, I feel like reminded as you were talking, <laughs> uh, and it was very, very interesting. I, I think it may have been either the Grammys or the Golden Globe or something like that, but I heard Whoopi Goldberg uh, mention a phrase, "Tikom olam, and I heard that before, and that's one of our favorite expressions. It's a Kabbalistic term that means the healing of the world. What does healing mean? Really, in the Kabbalistic term, there was a vessel that had all the light of the universe that got shattered. And the idea of tikkun olam is somehow putting the light back in the vessel. So from our perspective, in terms of healing, and this is, I think, so important. I know that uh, you resonated with this. Uh, For us, healing the planet ultimately means shifting and changing the consciousness of the people, even just a little bit. Fairly recently, I was in deep meditation, and I kept getting, if you like, affirmations on the importance Mm -hmm. of World Sound Healing Day, and the fact that if we can just, with our light, our love, and our sound, intentionalized sound, if we can just shift the vibratory field a little bit so that we can maybe smooth the edges off the harsh toxicity that is currently on the emotional uh level of the planet so we can take if you like the scream of war and turn it into the cry of love if we can just create a little bit of shift on that level now mm-hmm. that, that'll be hugely important in terms of the way that we interact with each other
2: mm-hmm. And, and I think, too, Richard, when we talk about healing and, and what does healing really mean? And from from our perspective, from my perspective, you know, healing is when we are in a place where there is connection with other people. There's a peace within ourselves. There is a feeling of feeling good mm-hmm. and not feeling, you know, when we're going to feel stressed, we're living, you know, on the earth, (laughs) it's going to (laughs) be stressful at moments, but, you know, to really minimize those levels of stress and to minimize that anger and, you know, to really bring in to our lives, a sense of well-being and uh, connection in, in a place of, of, well, we, Jonathan and I have a, a wonderful term that yeah. we have used really many, many, many times For in our For the last
1: teachings. year, particularly.
2: Yeah. And it's compassionate understanding. And I think that that fits well with what we're talking about right now, because when we can have compassion as we are understanding all people, because we're all very different and we mm-hmm. all have you know, differing views about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and let us be able to embrace all views without judgment, but to have that understanding on a deep, compassionate level. Wouldn't you agree, Jonathan, with that? I mean, there's
1: so much divisiveness now, Richard, in terms of people pointing the finger at each other. And as, Andy's a wonderful psychotherapist. And as I learned from her a long time ago, what is the expression? If you point one finger at me, you're pointing four, three or four at yourself. And uh, it's so very, very important for us. If you like, you know, it's the expression, uh, you know, in order to know another person, you need to walk a mile in their moccasins. Mm-hmm. And if somehow... Uh, begin to utilize it begins with listening. If we can listen to other people and hear what they have to say without having already an answer for them before they're done talking and in fact there's a fellow by the name of Thich Han, who is a a, a Buddhist monk uh, he's a Vietnamese uh, Buddhist monk uh, and uh a wonderful. He actually wrote a wondrous book that I recently read called Zen and the Art of Saving the World or Saving the Planet, and it's great. But he talked about compassionate listening, and we thought, well, this is great. And then he talked about compassionate dialogue, being able to then speak. And we thought, okay, this, these fall within the whole compassionate understanding uh, aspect because it, it's so mandatory Mm -hmm. That we understand that usually when you get down to it the gripes of one person of two people are ultimately they're going to be griping about the same thing and once you understand that you both have the same gripes you can kind of listen to each other and maybe try to figure out if there's a way of coming to terms with it and at least not making the other person bad because when you make the other person bad That just doesn't win. It
2: defeats the purpose. And 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 certainly when we're talking about using sound Mm -hmm. to you know bring people together and the vibrational Frequency that that creates in our consciousness. It's a great tool when we hold the intention of compassionate understanding, of compassionate listening, and then we are sounding whether it's a tone such as ah, whether it's uh, a poem that we're reading, whether it's a song, whether it's a Tibetan bowl ah. <laughs> or crystal bowls. Uh, that sound. <laughs> vibrates out into the field and so sound is a marvelous tool to help to bring this uh connection and this compassion to people and
0: and to that end uh what we're going to do here in just a couple of moments is we're going to take a pause for a little bit of this uh Uh, celebration of the sound healing day within the context of this program. We'll take uh, two or three minutes to bring that forth uh, so people can hear. And uh, also uh, since it's still early in the day here on the, on the West coast uh, you have plenty of time to prepare for the noon hour here on the central coast. And then that's kind of what you're, you're encouraging people to do at the 12 o'clock hour Of, of course at any time, but in this case on this particular day, Uh, to come up with a sound from your instrument, preferably, preferably. It's not, you don't have to be in tune. You you could be tone deaf and it doesn't matter. Your intention is what matters. And we're going to encourage you to do that as we continue talking with Andy and Jonathan Goldman here on Tell Me Your Story, talking about the 22nd annual World Sound Healing Day, which of course there is also a website. It is of course worldsoundhealingday.org he also uh, they also have a website healingsounds.com and uh, it's um it's uh, it's really a wonderful opportunity and the last time we were together <clears throat> i believe and or the time before that we were talking about an anniversary of healing sounds uh, you were, uh it's one of it's your one of your publications you have one on on humming uh, as well um <laughs> and uh it's something that we might want to talk about as well as we continue here on tell me your story stay with us folks enjoy this uh, interlude here and uh, we'll be with you in just a moment
2: the purpose for this meditation is to project a sound encoded with the energies of light and love and project healing to the gaia matrix our beloved planet Earth. We will first create coherence between our heart and our brain. This effect will further be amplified by the power of the sound, ah, that you will be toning along with later, bringing more light and love into your body, mind, and spirit for health and wellness. Begin to focus on your breathing. Breathing in and breathing out. Slowly breathing in and out. And as you're breathing in and out, imagine or visualize that you're breathing in and out through your heart. As you're breathing in and out through the area of your heart, remembering that it is love that breathes each breath, and it is love that causes each beat of our heart. Continue breathing slowly, breathing in and out in this manner, and now you to call to mind something that has brought you a great deal of appreciation, gratitude, something that you are feeling very good about. This might be an experience with another person. Perhaps it's a beautiful sunset. It may be a beloved pet, a spouse, But it is something that has brought you loving kindness and gratitude and appreciation. And as you're breathing in and out through your heart, feeling this appreciation, feeling this gratitude, you're creating a beautiful coherence between your heart and your brain. And your heart through this coherence is expanding, getting larger and larger, and connecting with all the heart and loving energy on our planet in this moment. This is just a wonderful way Of creating a very powerful heart activation and you'll be amplifying this with the sound ah continue breathing slowly and deeply while feeling appreciation and gratitude and imagining your breath going in and out through your heart now visualize this energy and begin to sense a radiant light around you that is permeating every cell of your body and resonating your heart chakra. In a moment, we'll begin to gently sound forth with the ah sound together. And as you do this, visualize the planet Earth as a holographic image floating in front of you. Imagine bathing the earth in a healing field of light and love that you are creating through your sacred sound. Now, let us begin to make the heart sound ah together. Bringing the energy of global harmonization, peace and healing to our beloved planet, Earth. Utilizing all the light and love through sound that you have manifested, resonating and bringing to earth and yourself to a deep state of healing. And when you feel ready, open your eyes and know that you have contributed to personal and planetary
0: And we welcome you back after this short little interlude uh, that I hope you enjoyed. Uh, We, um, of course, for those on YouTube, we're watching a video as well as hearing. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, what it was that folks were, uh, were experiencing. I was going to say, listening to and hearing and seeing, but uh, let's, let's, let's put it in a different perspective. And what, what, what would you say um, they had, they were, Their senses were being uh, were experiencing.
1: Well, were you playing a part of that uh, video that I sent you, or was that something else?
0: Yes, no, no, no. It was the video that you sent, the eleven minutes,
1: and uh, well, that is just a really powerful, fabulous combination of sounds and not only uh, tones, et cetera, but also Andy's wondrous voice, guiding people in a guided meditation to create what's called heart. Brain coherence. And with heart brain coherence, the heart and the brain, the rhythmic vibrations of the heart and the brain lock in step together and um, through this guided meditation process. And what happens after that is that the field that we create is anywhere from 50 to 500, to some people even speculate 5,000 times greater than normal. And then when you make a sound with it, you are basically projecting this sound out to what we call the Gaia matrix. It's called many things, the, uh, you know, energy of the uh, mother, uh, mother earth. But as a reality, uh, we have been for a while really aware that there is an interconnecting field that all of us are part of. And the question is what? Are you feeding this field? And with World Sign Healing Day, particularly with that guided meditation, we like to think that we're feeding it the highest, top-notch level of gracious, loving nutrients.
2: Mm, I like that, Jonathan. Mm. Gracious, loving nutrients of positivity yeah. and gratitude and appreciation and you know all of those really feeling good uh vibrations that we as humans are very capable of when we uh begin to focus that way
1: yeah
0: makes us all out to be uh farmers or gardeners it's kind of cool being outside have your hands in the uh, etheric dirt if you will
1: ah nice and richard it's it's interesting you were basically uh talking a little bit about the, the uh ways of measuring Uh, an event like this and particularly the uh, global consciousness project that uh, basically came out of Princeton, New Jersey and a fellow by the name of Roger Nelson, a, uh, you know, a a scientist there. And uh, if I may, for just a moment to tell our listeners, viewers or whatnot about Mm -hmm. that, is that uh, working with a, a random number generator, which is simply a computer that does a series of zeros and ones. So that for example, in a a minute, if you did 50 zeros and 50 ones, that would be an equal amount, that'd be random. That's what happens if you flip a coin, you get 50 heads and 50 tails. But what they found is that when these computers were in the field of events of high compassion, the numbers became less random. And all of a sudden, they could be graphed. If you were to graph 50 zeros and 51s, you would have a straight line. But instead, these graphs of these events of high compassion, uh, there are all sorts of guided meditations, global meditations, global toning things. Uh, They literally look like a mountain because that's how the numbers graph. And it's really, uh, they don't know why but they know something's going on. And Richard, it's not two things. Number one, it's not the amount of people who do this. It can be a small number of people who are pretty highly conscious. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's been speculated that either the the square root of 1% of the population or about one highly conscious person can seem to offset the negative vibrations of 7 million people who are in a state of fear and anger. And this is pretty interesting. There's also an event, if you like, uh, or if you like a phenomenon called the Maharishi mm-hmm. effect that was uh, named after the Maharishi yoga, the uh, the fellow who the Beatles used to work with for a while. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he used to do these uh, meditations with thousands of people, and they would find that in the surrounding areas, the violent events would go down dramatically. And that's just doing a composite event now with an event like World Sound Healing Day. I I don't look necessarily for peace being declared the next day. But if there's just a slight shift in the consciousness of all of us, how extra for, for the level of kindness and whatnot? How extraordinary would that be?
0: Oh, mm, well, absolutely! I, it, you know, and and it's interesting how, <clears throat> in spite of you know what we've heard in many texts, you know, wherever two or more are gathered, uh, it, it's it is not a numbers game. It's more of a, an intention game, if that's a, a good way to put it. Yes. And not uh, not allowing yourself or or staying out of the negative mindset, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this isn't about singing in tune. This isn't about singing at all, actually. It's just making a sound. And I've shared this with folks before that that, uh, uh, when I was a kid growing up, and I wasn't feeling too well, I was laying there in bed moaning and my mother and sister were in the room. And my sister says to my mom, make him stop. He sounds horrible. And she says, no, that's how he heals himself. Now I never really thought anything of it at the time. It's just what I did. And I think that's one of the things that we have. I think we have lost uh, as a species, not has nothing to do with nationality or anything else, but as a species, we have lost our connection to those things that we should just naturally do another case in point i know we've all watched our dogs and cats all of the sudden out in the middle of the room or in the yard or heaven they will start to stretch they will bend all the way back with their front paws down and they will take the front end down and the back end goes up and then they'll go forward and stretch the back legs because it feels good but it's also good for them well there are times when we feel like doing that but we don't do it and we should allow ourselves to do it i would say it's the same thing with our emotions now you and i we laugh without without apology um thankfully i am starting to see more and more people in the news and and in different uh, programs celebrations and so forth when they start to emote, when they start to cry specifically, they're not apologizing anymore. And, and, and I, I, I've often wondered about that. I said, why are you apologizing? That's natural. You, you, you feel it. Go ahead and feel it, you know. So it seems to me that we need to allow ourselves to do those things that are naturally occurring that our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our souls in one sense are crying out for and to me this is another another example of that because sometimes we just want to lean back and go oh yeah oh and it's and it feels good i mean that felt good to me
2: (laughs) (laughs) when you did that richard i was like yes you know and in our culture does it's getting better like you were saying but it doesn't promote. I mean, what do we do when we stub our toe? You know, we go, ouch, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and when you were trying to heal as a child and you were moaning, that was a way of releasing that stress and that tension from your body. And that is going back to what is healing. That is healing for sure. And, and, and I think that, you know, it's interesting because I know that There's a lot of uh, information and movement about bringing the masculine and the feminine together. And as a result of that, I think we are seeing more uh, men who have, you know, held in their emotions being able to let them out mm-hmm. more than they have had in the past and to talk about, you know, how they are feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is such an important important aspect of, of healing. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up. For sure. Richard. Well, I mean,
1: it's very, very interesting because that sighing and the, those sounds that you're talking about making when you're, I mean, there have been books written on it. And that's, it's called Toning, T-O-N-I-N-G. And literally, um, I actually was interviewed by the New York Times uh, one time about that. Why does that work? And, you know, the, you know it's questionable why it works. I, I had about a half a dozen different uh, possible things. But the reality is, as Andy said, when you stub your toe, mm-hmm. you make a sound. If mm-hmm. you can't make the sound, it hurts a whole lot more. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when we hold it in, you know, that's where we, uh, you know, the stress in our bodies and that's where the dis-ease happens. It's like let out those emotions and, you know, and of course, sound is such a beautiful way to do that.
1: You were yeah. you were mentioning dogs and cats and stuff, mm-hmm. and I just want to say that it actually has been, quote, scientifically found that the purr right. of cats <laughs> generates a frequency that is good for healing of the human body and it's uh it's a vibroacoustic frequency somewhere between 30 and 60 hertz that is very very powerful for helping muscular uh imbalances and even uh bones so uh those critters know what they do uh maybe we can learn something from them
0: that would be nice it really would i know that uh, uh you know um we're we're inundated with sounds all around us but a lot of them are not man they're they're man-made but they're not made by the human body they're uh, other than and um i'm fortunate my wife and i are both very fortunate that we live above santa barbara up on the mountain uh san Inez mountain uh what they call the 154 the old the san marcus pass and we live at the summit we have a valley view and we've been getting inundated, of course, with the rains. Uh, and, uh, we're sort of in between that now, where apparently there's another cycle that's coming and that's fine. Uh, give us, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to hit you with a lot and we're going to rest a little bit, let you rest, let it soak in, relax. And then it'll, we'll give you some more. We'll give you some more because you can never have enough. And the sound of the rain on not just the roof, but on the ground and dripping out of the trees onto the ground, the sound of the newly formed streams on either side of the road where we live. It's, it's like a, you have two brooks, uh, rushing uh, down, down the hill and so forth is a wonderful sound. Um, it's, it's just remarkable what you can hear. If you'll just stop and listen and, um, we're we're blessed in that respect that we are able to have that experience uh, where we are. At night, when we don't hear the cars going down the roadway, and, and as it gets later, there are fewer and fewer, it is like uh, my wife will actually make the comment about how quiet it is, how quiet it is. And that's the kind of time that we encourage people to take to go within to that quiet calm still peaceful place and just be there if you want to listen for the still small voice it's going to give you it's going to be there uh let's talk a little bit about that aspect uh our intuition uh our going within uh, the we'll call it i've made references to it as the inner life um it took me years to reach this point where I needed to find some place on the planet where I could go and get away from everybody else. And then I realized that if I found it, someone else would too. And then someone else. And you see this happening across the country, if not around the world where someone will find these small little towns of maybe 50 or hundred people and they love it. And then they start telling their friends and so forth. And so, and then it starts now it's a thousand. Now it's 10,000. And it's like, what happened? Uh, Sedona is a case in point uh, that that's happened to. But um, the one thing I realized after so many years was, oh, that's right. There is a place where no one else can get to and only I can go. And that's that inner life. Talk to us about that and its relationship to uh, not only World Sound Healing Day here on the 14th of February, 2024, but also just in terms of our uh, our general health and well-being. Hmm.
2: Richard, that is an excellent, excellent topic, because it is about our listening within to our inner wisdom, and how do we quiet ourselves to be able to actually hear our inner guidance, our inner wisdom, and and that's where sound can be such a valuable tool Once again, because when we are, for instance, toning, as Jonathan was just talking about, you know, where it's just an elongated sound, like an ah sound or an ohm or whatever, Mm -hmm. when we sound and then we are done sounding, we always encourage people to go into silence. In fact, we have uh, this great program called Four Pillars of Sound, and the fourth pillar happens to be silence is golden. So that after you have sounded, you then go into that silence, and that's where the shifts and the changes begin to occur. That's where you get to listen within. And I know Jonathan always likes to call it the yin to the yang. You know, you're making all this sound, then you stop. And you go within and you are in silence. Hey, so, we were uh, just uh, in uh, silence. We just
1: in What a concept. <laughs> and yes, I mean.
2: <laughs> that, was, that was great. <laughs> sound is
1: such a, and has been since the beginning times of whether it's, you know, spiritual or sacred or shamanic or what whatever you want to call it. Sound has always been used as a tool connecting with the divine with higher levels of consciousness and as Andy was saying the combination of yin and yang sound and silence is really important and we were very much into working with the hum as a tool for people to uh, to be able to experience the power of their own voice and the hum is a sound that everyone can make and we have a you know a book called the humming effect which uh, basically is the first professionally published book on the power of the hum. And there are all sorts of actually what they call peer-reviewed, scientifically published information about the power of the hum. And among other things you get, it's a major stress reliever. Your heart rate, your brain waves, your blood pressure will go down to pharmaceutical levels just by humming you get the release of melatonin you get the release of oxytocin you get the release of nitric oxide which is a vasodilator you get all these things happening just through making our own sound it's like we are our own extraordinary pharmacopoeia of wonderful healing hormones chemicals molecules and whatnot that, that happen when we make sound
2: and then when we do go into silence that is when we listen that's what we were talking about earlier richard how do how do we get into that place where we are in our silence and so once we are sounding we then go into silence and i have uh, a beautiful uh, description we have the word silent and the word listen happen to be anagrams so when we are Listening within, and we are in that silence. That's when we begin to uh, to go into those places where, ah, we breathe out. You know, we release that stress. We release that anxiety and that frustration. We're listening within and utilizing sound as that tool to help us to get there i think is great i
1: just want to jump in for a minute i'm reminded as you were talking before richard um as wondrous as it is to go into silence as wondrous as it is to be in the sounds of nature which are mandatory i think for, for helping create balance there are a lot of people who are from the inner city for example who if you take them out and put them in the middle of nature they will kind of freak is because they can't deal the silence is frightening to them and that really means that we're really out of touch with who we are Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i would agree with you go ahead
2: and so we hope that with world sound healing day which is getting the information out there to sound forth in whatever way feels right to you that that can help in this capacity to some degree Mm -hmm. And, and yeah and of course i just want to mention too because uh with this being world sound healing our 22nd anniversary at this point in time richard because it has gone on for so many years literally we have tens of thousands of people throughout the planet who are sounding and who are holding the intention of healing and love and harmony and appreciation and gratitude, all of those high vibrational uh, aspects of being human.
0: Mm. Well, it's, um, there is no question that it's all very important. I, I think too, even about um, not only the essentialness of it, but also, I'm sure there is a certain element uh, scientifically verifiable uh, when uh, a baby is born and cries for the first time. yes, mm. the crying is not just as the child as the infant is growing in the months ahead. uh that yes, yeah, sometimes it is, hey, feed me, change me, it's so uh, give me some attention. But at the same time, I think, and maybe you can elucidate on this, that sound that that infant is making, the crying, has uh, uh, has an effect on the uh, on the biology, on their uh, uh, on their chemistry, and so forth.
2: Absolutely, it's a release. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a it's a it's a way of communicating. It's a release. And it's like, you know, when you see this little baby, this precious little baby, you know, they haven't been around long enough to develop, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I better not cry. I don't want somebody to see me, you know, being upset. And they are just in the moment. And I love that about when you think about a little Mm. baby and being in the moment is is another one of those uh, great things that we strive for. As, as, as adult humans.
1: And making sound is one of the great ways of being in the moment. Because when you're in sound, the sound is momentary. It's being created by you. You're with the sound. The sound is with you. It's an amazing phenomenon.
0: It is indeed. And what I also find fascinating, in, and I've shared this example with the two of you before, uh, is the, the sound and the being in the now. And then, of course, using the example of uh, the... Uh, recording of sound on a computer using sound recording software such as I use and you use uh, Jonathan and you see that center line if you will where the sound on the right hand side there's nothing it hasn't been done yet whereas on the other side oh, there's the wave there's my voice there's uh, how I look on the on the graph but it's that center line before the sound is shown on the screen that is the now and the moment that you hear it your brain is already processed and it may be milliseconds i i don't know what the time uh, the time delay is but uh you know and and maybe it's instantaneous but it's still uh, suddenly it's already in the past there's a part of the silence if you will that uh, and I have to wonder, OK, if I had earplugs in and I wasn't l- hearing the outside world, then I might hear, well, the blood pulsing through my body. I could hear my heartbeat, those kinds of things that that to me also would be an interesting uh, and probably right phenomenal experience to listen to one's body, and I'm not talking about oh, I'm hungry and my stomach's growling. Although <laughs> there's certainly some some truth to that as well, but but more, you know, listening to the involuntary operation of the human body as we just sit still and experience ourselves.
1: No question about that. It's so interesting too, and I was just actually looking at a little article that a friend of mine who's a uh, pretty renowned sonic scientist. He was suggesting mm-hmm. that once a sound has been cr- created, it's there forever, which is an interesting, uh, this is a philosophical question of, mm-hmm. is it there and then gone, or is it there and it resonating somewhere in the ethers? Yeah. And it also has to do with pre-recorded sound. And the, you know the fact is, when you are, or just the question, when you are listening to a recording perhaps of somebody who's passed on and you're listening to their en- energy. Mm-hmm. Are they somehow resonating? Is their field somehow resonating with you at that particular time? It's very philosophical, but it's an interesting thought.
0: Well, you know, what's also interesting along those same lines in, re- in reference to uh, uh, the oxygen that we breathe, for example, and <clears throat> just as sound, it doesn't go away. You know, it's, it's always going to be there. Uh, The old proverbial uh, thing about, you know, if there's no one in the forest to hear a tree fall, does it make a sound? Yeah, it does. Whether you're there or not, it makes a sound. Well with oxygen. And this also goes to sort of our interconnectedness, the oxygen that we breathe. And we're not talking specifically about the molecules of oxygen, but the atoms that make up the oxygen that's converted into carbon dioxide that we exhale that's then converted back into oxygen by the plants and and so forth it's the same molecules if you will that have been around for centuries and so the universe is recyclical if i can use that as a new term uh it it, it doesn't create anything new it just transforms it back and forth and you and i we are we are taking in those molecules that the good the bad and the ugly have been breathing in and out you know as long as man's been on the planet
1: indeed uh, someone suggested i think that we are basically breathing the same air that jesus did on a level
0: yes and we can we can list other people's as well but we will we'll keep it to that i'd like to keep it there
1: (laughs) and as our friend einstein said energy can neither be created nor destroyed so Mm -hmm. as you were saying it's a whole transformation now energy can be transformed Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it's all about and this brings us back in the loop to consciousness Mm -hmm. consciousness can be transformed And that's where the purpose of World Sound Healing Day ultimately is that by changing the consciousness, we can shift and change and from our perspective, revitalize the reality that we've created and perhaps help assist somehow in creating a more positive, beneficial, kind planet.
0: Andy and Jonathan Goldman, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us here on the program. Uh, this has just been—it's a fascinating discussion as always, and uh, I look forward to uh, yes, uh, uh, having you back again to talk more about this, but also talk about uh, uh, other things that we can uh, take a look at in terms of uh, again the scientific evidence showing that hey, this is pretty cool, and uh, that we're making a difference. Keep doing what you're doing, uh, because um, we're looking, I think, maybe more for balance. So thank you for sharing this balancing act with us.
2: Oh, Richard, thank you so much for uh, giving us this opportunity to share with you and all of our listeners. It has been our great pleasure. Thank you.
1: And really, just real quick, thank you again. And just acknowledging that World Sound Healing Day, it's not Jonathan Andy, Goldman's World Sound Healing Day. Mm -hmm. It's a co-creative effort because I believe that humankind has reached an evolutionary level where we can basically work together to create better, greater things than we have before, as long as we're not doing it from fear, as long as we're not doing it from anger, as long as we realize that, indeed, one plus one can equal three if your consciousness is high enough
0: right.
2: and we can all make a difference. That's right. Each absolutely.
1: one absolutely. We heal the planet. we heal ourselves.
2: We heal ourselves and we heal the planet.
1: And with
0: that we will have you back again soon. Until then, I thank you folks for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true and until our next pro- broadcast podcast video cast. Love to all. Jeanette, I am listening. Dad, continue to be happy. Smokey, I'll see you on the other side. And to my dear friend Zorro, aho, aho.